Oh my word. How's it guys? My name is Mark Haystake and I'm the host of the Birding Life Youth Podcast. Um, I'm just packing my bag quickly because I just got a message that came through now of an African crate that just pitched up in wilderness and I was in the middle of trying to record a podcast with my guest who can't make it now so I'm compromising and I'm going to go twitch an African crake while recording a podcast. Um, I did a similar one like this. Oh shucks, I should stop talking now. I've got a pack. My friend's picking me up now um, to drive down. See, this is the problem that you have these days when twitching and, and when you're a birder below 18 is that you can't have your own car to go twitch. Um, so my friend's picking me up now and we're going to go drive down to Wilderness. This is a similar podcast to what I did on eBird Big Day, Global Big Day, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but this is about a twitch. So I'll keep you guys updated. I've got to go meet my friend outside. Okay, we just, um, let's see. So I'm in the car with Joshua. We just got to the ebb and flow rest camp of the Wilderness National Park's gate here. I uh, didn't bring our wild cards. So we're gonna have to find a way to get in here. We literally, it's right in front of the entrance. There's already at least two Twitches cars parked in front of the entrance here, probably watching the crake. Now watch this taxi is going to drive past and scare it away. Please don't. Please don't. Okay. Uh, but let's see what they say about us coming in. Uh, it looks like there's quite a few people here twitching it already. Some familiar faces. But uh, let's see how this uh, goes. I, I usually just give my ID number. Is that fine? Reception. Oh, perfect. What did Phil say? He said it's right over there. It's right there. Oh my word. Come back. Whoop. Did, did open you, the gate. Open so the gate. Okay. Oh. Okay, sure. excellent. Sure. So it's right there. Okay, excellent. Right, let's Perfect. do this. Thanks for. Cheers. Right way. Uh, he said it's right over here as soon as you, you can, it comes out. But we have to go to reception first. Reception? Oh yeah. no. To do our wild card stuff. There it is, there it is. What? On the grass by the milker. I see it. Oh my word, there it is. It's on the grass. Oh, flip huh? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Well spotted, Josh. Oh, I'm looking at my first African crake and I'm sitting behind the sand park's gate just steering it. Oh my word. African crake. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's get in and we'll, see, we'll, talk, we'll keep you guys updated. It's awesome, eh? So we've been sitting here for about 10 minutes with the African Creek right next to the little road here. And we are only 50 meters in from the gate. And this little African Creek, oh, he's still running around, is right next to our car here. Not minding the cars at all that drive past. Just happily minding his own business in the open lawn right next to the reeds. Um, Slightly breezy here, but otherwise lovely weather conditions. Ah, oh, this is such a cool twitch. You know, he's not, he doesn't even mind this, this big bucky coming past. He's just standing there. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a, a nice rarity for the garden route. Uh, the closest for them uh, regularly occurring is the Eastern Cape, quite a while away from the garden route. So, and this is my first sighting of one, so it's another one to my life list. Um, but your African crakes are pretty interesting birds. I think one of their close relatives, the African rail, um, crakes and rails are closely related. It has a very similar breast pattern uh, with those white bars and uh, almost like stripes across the chest um, that 
look very similar to that of the African crake, um, which is now, yeah, it's on the African rail. Uh, but the African rail just has a very long, elongated bill, also red, um, similar to the African crake. Um, and they both live in very similar habitat conditions like these reed beds. So it's very interesting to see this new species of bird um, and add to my life list um, and just to know how special it is for the area because it's not found here regularly. Um, and it's I think it's supposed to be actually a summer migrant to southern Africa and uh, gets really... It really pops up every now and then in unusual places, and this is one of them, I guess. We've been at Evanflow for about half an hour now, and we just popped into reception to sign in. <laughs> uh, after we were kindly allowed to come in um, without going to reception first, we quickly watched the crake for a while. Um, so, yeah, now that the crake just popped into the reeds for a bit, some other people are waiting there, and we decided to walk around the rest camp for a bit. Uh, see what birds we can find. Evanflow is a Evanflow Rest Camp is a place that I came a lot during my beginning uh, few years of birding, um, and it's a very productive spot on a nice summer's day. It often produces lots of canary species, uh, obviously hardydars, doves, seed eaters, water birds, uh, estuary birds, and then it's right on the edge of the forest here in wilderness which includes, I think, about three uh, forest trails that goes up into the forest and needs to a waterfall. The one needs to a waterfall. Uh, this one leading to a waterfall right from camp is called the Half-Collared Kingfisher Trail, uh, which joins up with the Giant Kingfisher Trail, um, pretty much because you actually find exactly those two species along the trail quite often, um, if you look hard enough. But yeah, the half-collared kingfisher is another, is another story. That's a species that always um, gets, out of, gets out of reach because it's a, it's a secretive, river, secretive forest river species um, that doesn't like being seen that much. So it's a one that you can get here uh, if you walk up on an early morning when it's not too windy, uh, when the birds favor the weather. So... Up here in the Garden Root Forest, they are not very common. I don't believe they're common anywhere uh, where they occur. They're just super secretive, so um, just got to spend time in their habitat. Then we also have the Pied Kingfisher Trail, which goes along a bit of a, a boardwalk along the Toes River estuary that leads into the ocean from forest rivers, and it goes through some bushes next to reeds, so you can get some cysticulas, ducks, and obviously the cormorants, they're always flying over, um, kicking, kicking geese up in front of us here to, as we walk along the river of the campsite. But it's a lovely campsite here, uh, with lovely views along the river. You can do kayaking up, up the river. I know people have seen African finfoot here before, although I'm not one of those lucky ones, unfortunately. So, Another trail that is not far from the camp, short drive away, is the Brown Hooded Kingfisher Trail. A trail that we went on during Global Big Day a few weeks ago. Got a few quick forest species just on the side of the road. We can just pop into the trail there. But if you go further down the trail, is actually a nesting pair of peregrine falcons that are on the cliffs as you go far down the trail. It also includes many species you'll get here at the rest camp. Um, from the half-collared kingfisher trail that goes into the forest. So this place mainly comprises of forest birding, 
but also has a lot of estuary birding, as I said. So it's a really nice uh, base camp for any birder that visits the garden route. Uh, there's low-cost accommodation like camping, which I personally love <laughs> more than uh, quality accommodation in a bed because it just adds to the experience. But yeah, you can basically go around anywhere in the garden route from here. It's sort of like a hub. And there's a lot of habitats right here. So yeah, again, you can just go birding around this area with all the trails that are available. It's actually a really lovely spot. After a short walk around the camp, we've reached 28 species for a little twitch here. And we're nearing the gate. It looks like all the cars have driven away now. Uh, no one's here. Oh, and the Craig's still here. Yep, there he is on the side of the road. Well spotted, Josh. Um, but yeah, there's no one else here. It's just us. Ooh, look at that. He doesn't mind the car at all. This is so weird. Now we stopped right next to him. He's walking right there. What surprises me about this African crake is that he's basically the same size of a black crake, which we saw earlier, um, except a lot more uh, striking and attractive than it, obviously, with its um, attractive markings on the underbelly, the brown and black streaks on the lower back, the red iring, um, and then it's just got more of a plumpy belly, to be honest with you, actually. Um, but yeah, it doesn't mind us sitting right here. It's so surprising. So yeah, some of the highlights besides this crake in the Evanflow Rest Camp were Nisner nice Woodpecker, we heard one. Saw an olive woodpecker fly past. Um, obviously the usual black-headed Oriole, lots of cormorants, geese, and then heard a, a yellow-throated woodland warbler singing in the distance. Um, saw jackal buzzards and a peregrine falcon flying over the camp, soaring over the forest, and then it stooped down to try catch a pigeon. So it's very much alive around here, even though it's winter. And uh, I'm not sure about previous records or how these African crakes move around, but it's definitely not the time of year for them to be migrating here. Although the one excuse that could possibly be the reason for it being here um, currently is that uh, some of the birds are known to be partially... Um, overwintering if I could say yeah they they overwinter here uh, every now and then so this must be the same incident then. and that's that our African rail twitch very successful uh, which we did on Thursday we tried on uh, I think it was Monday we we went to go twitch it when someone saw it there and reported it for the first time and it was said to be on the driveway up to the uh, rest camp and so we were pacing up and down this long driveway next to reeds looking for this bird and listening out for its call and we just couldn't see anything but we met up with uh, someone else who went to go look for it there and we got chatting a bit but otherwise um, all high hopes and no bird um, and then after we saw it today we chatted to the security guard at the main entrance and he said that no man I've been seeing this bird walk around for the last week so there's an actual fact there from uh, last week Friday um, and he had been seeing it walk around the entrance of the gate just as a usual bird. So him not being a birder, uh, just a security guard uh, uh, at the Sandparks entrance, <laughs> he just saw it as a, an interesting looking bird walking around. But then, yo, I, I guess all these other twitches started coming in and uh, he got a lot more busy at the gate. And so he told us that, yeah, it's been around for at least a week and he had been seeing it walk around the edges of the reeds there. For, for quite some time. So it was quite interesting to see how uh, birders had only notified uh, the community then because, yeah, I guess those who don't know what a bird, what this certain bird is won't know 
how special it is. So it was quite a privilege to see this bird and know how special it was for the area um, and a lovely day because it was also a lifer. And so I was chatting to someone who had seen the bird that day and they said that uh, one of their family members who was in the car with them said that it just looks like a small chicken walking around um, as if it was nothing very special. But yeah, non-birders don't get it. You, 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 you don't understand people. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is actually quite relevant because the Afrikaans name is a Afrikaans ritan, which means African reed chicken, basically. Uh, similar to the Groot ritan, which is the African rail, I believe, um, which means large chicken, <laughs> reed chicken. Um, and it does have very similar patterns to a chicken, actually, like the, the usual uh, rooster with its brown and black markings and the red bull, um, almost like the, the top of the chicken's head. <laughs> so, yeah, all in all, it was a very interesting and exciting day with my first African rail uh, shared with Josh, who was my uh, taxi driver, <laughs> uh, since I don't have a car yet. Um, we've been on some pretty cool twitches so far, uh, but this was a very interesting one since we got to the site and there was a bird right in front of us and we didn't actually need to go into the ebb and flow rest camp and pay 85 rand, but we wanted to get just that 10 meters closer to get the bird. So we ended up spending a bit of money to just to enter the, the rest camp. So guys, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you can follow us on all social media and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps. But until next time, happy birding.